Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. This week, we're excited to kick off a new series called Goliath Must Fall, where Pastor Louis Giglio takes us through the story of David and Goliath and reminds us of who we are in the story and who Jesus is. Today's short scripture reflection from 1 Samuel 17 comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and God's people have come to the valley of Elah, and they're camped on a hillside under the rule of King Saul. King Saul was a mighty warrior and a major leader of the people of God. They come once again up against the Philistines, the dreaded Philistines. And I, I, I think there's a theme here because a lot of us keep bumping in to the same thing over and over again at different times and different seasons in our lives. And as you read through the story of God's people, it's the Philistines. They're the ones who stole the ark in the battle when Eli's sons ran back to say, man, things are bad. So they sent the ark of the covenant of God down into the fight, but the Philistines killed the Israelites, stole the ark, took it on a joy ride through the land of the Philistine cities and then to the temple of their God, Dagon. And here they show up again. So God's people on one side of Elah and the Philistines camped on another side on another mountaintop. And this is the way the scene opens up in 1 Samuel 17. It says, Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Succoth in Judah. They pitched camp at Ephes Damin between Succoth and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill, the Israelites another, with the valley between them. But here's the problem. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs were bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him and Goliath stood And he shouted to the ranks of Israel, why don't you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man, have him come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, then you will be our subjects and serve us. And then look at the outcome of this situation that we find ourselves in, in this moment. The next verse says, on hearing the Philistines words, Saul, the king, the leader, the one appointed by God, and all the Israelites, this was an all in decision. All of them were dismayed and terrified. And if we fast forward to verse 24, again, when the Israelites saw the man, Goliath, they all ran from him in great fear. So Saul and all 
When they heard him, they were dismayed and terrified and Saul and all, when they saw him, they were afraid for their lives and they ran for cover. And I wonder today across two continents, how many of us are in that exact same position. Something's reared its head again in a son or a daughter, or a husband or a wife or in our own life and our business, our family. And it's risen up four feet tall, five feet tall, 10 feet tall, 30 feet tall. And we've seen it coming again and it's left in its wake a fear and a dread and a dismay in our hearts. It's caused everybody to turn tail from the promise of God and say, man, let's clear out and hope for the best scenario. This situation isn't a 3,000 year old story. It's a three minute old story for most of us. And we don't have to look far to see the giants in our lives. There are a few big observations and I don't wanna lead us to our first step of turning this situation around. And the first observation is this, there are giants who are still in the land. Now, I know that's sort of like an obvious observation. Can I get an amen on that? Even though we're in church and in Christ and in faith, most of us who are in the house today, there are still giants in the land. So this isn't Egypt where the people of God were in bondage. This isn't even the Jordan where they were ready under Joshua's leadership to cross over into the promised land. This isn't the walls of Jericho, their first fortified city. Jericho's way in the rear view mirror and they are way into the land of promise. But in the land of promise, a nine foot behemoth champion is still coming out to taunt the people of God, the leader of God, the king of God and the king of kings himself. What does that mean for you and me? It means that we may be in Christ, but we are still in the battle. So anybody who sold you some version of faith that said, hey, all you gotta do is put your faith in Christ and you know, link up with the people of God and everything's gonna be smooth sailing from here on out. That is not the way it worked for the people of God. They entered into the promised land. They crossed through a miraculous event on dry land through the Jordan River. They saw seven story tall walls of Jericho come down. But guess what? The next city, another giant. The next city, another fight. The next day, another adversary. Every day was an opportunity to remember the faithfulness of God past and to trust that same faithful God to lead them forward into the future. And that's right where we're standing today. Just because we're in Christ doesn't mean we're not in the fight. Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash passioncitychurch1 and visit passioncitychurch.com for more information on our locations and gathering times.